What's up, everybody? Due to some technical difficulties, you might hear some delays in this podcast, but we hope that doesn't keep you from enjoying another episode of A Brother's Got Next. Here we go. Welcome to another episode of A Brother's Got Next. As always, it's your boy, Quab, and I'm joined by my co-host, Darian, a.k.a. D, a.k.a. Diddy. How you doing, brother? What's going on, man? Yeah, obviously, everybody's kind of in the same boat, just taking it one day at a time. You know, I hope everybody's staying at home, uh, being safe, uh, and um, yeah, just kind of just kind of hang in there, you know what I mean? And, and hunker down, but you know, we're all in this together. So, you know, that's all you can do. Definitely strange times. I've been, uh, haven't worked in the last week and a half. And, uh, you know, <laughs> once you're not working, especially if you're not even doing work from home, you try to find ways to be productive and you're just like, yeah, I'll just lay on the couch and watch stuff. I'll just watch, <laughs> movie. I'll just watch movies and shows. And speaking of that, I've actually watched a couple of movies on my break. I, I checked out the movie Uncut Gems, which I highly recommend. I've been I've been checking out the show Watchmen. I gave you my HBO info, so I'm hoping that you get to catch that eventually. You'll like that one. Um, but how about you, man? Anything you've been watching recently? Yeah, I've been watching a lot of Monk. I've never really watched the show. My, my wife is into it, so we've been watching a lot of that. Uh, as, I, as I always tell you, you know, I, I love all the CBS shows, so we always catch up on the CBS shows that, you know, air during the week, because most of the time we don't see it live, but uh, we watch it after the fact. Um, another show we've been watching, well, two shows actually on Amazon Prime I've been watching. One is uh, Hunter, Hunter with uh, Al Pacino. That's been good so far. Oh, okay. How many episodes in are you on that one? I think we're about five in yeah about okay five and you're feeling it so about halfway okay yeah yeah I, I like it so far yeah yeah my wife is kind of mixed on it but um the other show we've been watching is a show called the boys so it's a pretty interesting show it's about uh kind of these like vigilante kind of regular citizen dudes going up against superheroes so the superheroes are actually the bad guys they're run by like this corporation um i i, I would recommend everybody check it out it's called the boys it's on amazon prime um so we're about halfway with that too so i've been watching that um, we haven't watched a lot of movies, if anything, a lot of old movies. Like, me and my wife watched Harlem Nights, a classic the other night, and then we watched Mo Money. Um, I love that movie, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, we watched like those two. Um, we actually watched the Richard Pryor stand up from like 1979. Um, it's on Netflix, it's actually pretty funny. We watched that the other night. Um, but yeah, man, that's really all I've been really been watching. Uh, for the most part, yeah, we've been watching a lot of Monk. That's what's up. Yeah, I've heard of the show The Boys. It's with this actor, Carl Urban. I think he's one of the main stars of that show, but I have heard of that show. I've heard of the premise. It's like, yeah, like you said, they're kind of uh, protecting us from super superheroes because they have like so much ability and they're trying to like maintain that. So that, that's a really cool premise. I'm going to, I don't have Amazon Prime, but I definitely want to check that out. Yeah, I can give you my, my, uh, you know, my uh, info. So yeah, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to grab that from you. anyway another thing that i know we've both been kind of on recently and i know i I talked to you about it a few weeks ago was this uh, keto diet so obviously i've tried i'm I'm not being super strict about it this week for obvious reasons but i was doing it two weeks ago saw immediate how how many how many how much much carbs and sugar would you say you've had in the last week um, well, here's the thing. I've, I've had a good amount of carbs, but my carbs are, are like, I consider them healthy carbs. So they've come from a lot of fruit, a lot of 
you know, like I've eaten beans, a lot of veggies that are that, are, that have a decent amount of carbs in it. So it's still right. like you're not eating a lot of rice or pasta. No, like for example, I had rice the other night, but I had cauliflower rice, which is really low in carbs. And I've had, yeah, I've had no pasta. No, no. So. Um, so yeah, That's still good. trying to maintain a, a, a solid diet, but obviously it isn't as strict as I would like it to be based on like the fact that I don't have, <laughs> it's hard to find all the things you need at the grocery store right now. But um, so yeah, right, I did right. it a few weeks ago, um, you know, lost pretty much 10 pounds within a, a, a little over a week. And I know that you uh, wanted to give it a try too. How's it been going? It's been going good. Um, I lost, I've lost about 12 pounds in the last two weeks. Um, yeah. One good thing I love about it is that you can still eat a lot of meat. Uh, so even though you're taking away like the rice and the noodles, uh, which I don't get me wrong, I love, um, yeah, you still get to eat the meat, dairy. Um, so like yesterday I made like, you know, taco Tuesday, I made tacos, but I'm instead of the tortilla, I had a uh, lettuce. So it was like a lettuce mm -hmm. wrap you know what I mean? and I made it like a taco. It was pretty good. And then, um, you know, just being eating like a lot of salads and, you know, sometimes you eat meat by itself with no vegetables, which is great, by the way. <laughs> just meat. Um, so, yeah, just meat. And um, yeah, so uh, I we had I had that yesterday. It's funny because I had rice. I I kind of broke only two days. I've broken out of the you know uh, kind of routine because I had rice on Monday because I got home from work late and um, I just didn't feel like cooking or anything. So I we ordered uh, some Thai food. So I had rice then. That was like the first time I had rice in like two weeks. And then I had noodles like last week, but it was like, it's been a week since I've had noodles. You know what I mean? Um, so those are the only cars I've really had. And then uh, I think we talked about, you and me talked on the phone. I got these um, peanut butter bites. And you said peanut, peanut butter is really good for keto. So I, I bought some peanut butter bites from the supermarket uh, yesterday. Um, they're actually really pretty good. And um, yeah. And then I, so I've been really keeping up with the regimen. I've been trying to not eat carbs, a lot of sugar, just drinking water. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's drinking, the thing. Drinking a lot of water. Yeah. Yeah. I go through water like crazy. Um, so I'll probably need to go get some water soon. Cause yeah, I've been drinking a lot, a lot of water. Yeah. The only time I drink juice or anything outside of that is like I said, the days I kind of went off track and then one morning I, I had to drink, uh, ginger ale cause my stomach was upset, but other than that, man, I've been pretty disciplined, you know, especially since I can't work out, you know? Yeah, not as much as we would like to, you know, man. Yeah, I haven't worked out really at all. I mean, even like, I mean, I did that little push-up challenge, you know, <laughs> everybody's doing yeah. But that was a, that was probably the closest workout I've ever had, like, that I've gotten to do. Other than that, I really haven't been working out. So, yeah, so I just feel like it's so important to eat right. So I'm like, all right, let me just eat, you know, continue to eat the way I've been eating and you know, at least try to maintain the, the weight I lost. You know? Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I, I know this is an easy time for for us not to really be working out, and I haven't really been either. But there are a lot of really good at home workouts you can do without weights, um, without any equipment. Right. Yeah. So, and obviously, I haven't. Like I said, I haven't really been on that as much as I should be, but um, I, I will. I'm gonna get on that, especially if I'm out of work even longer. You know, I got to start being active because even the gym in my apartment complex is closed, like the small gym in there. So I really have no options right now i'm just hoping, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 i think eventually i will be doing the same i'll have to get you know whether it's go run or right you know do push-ups or do like you said non-weight you know weight workout you know i'll try to do a little something but i haven't the good thing is again because i'm still eating good and my, i haven't gained any like additional weight you know i'm still maintained the weight i've lost you know I'm, I'm i feel like i'm still on a good track you know Man, you've come a long way since that night back in Bristol in 2010. I think you know what I'm going to bring up. Remember that night? Remember that oh night we God. went to Applebee's? What I went to? 
Yeah, so I got into a food coma. Yeah, you look terrible, dog. So we went to <laughs> we went to Applebee's one. <laughs> we got paid, you know what I'm saying? So we were doing all right. We went to Applebee's one night. We were, we were hungry, by the way, too. We were very, I think, I don't know why, but we were, like, real hungry. Yeah, you know, people are going to get on us. They're going to be like, why'd you go to Applebee's? I'm like, don't worry about that, all right? They've got some decent stuff on the menu. <laughs> So anyway, right. we go to Applebee's, and you know, I don't think I'll be back since. <laughs> <laughs> it's like ten years ago. Yeah, no, but anyway, so we go to Applebee's, and you know, we order your typical entree, and you know, I'm sorry, appetizer and entree and a drink. And Darian, after the entree and the appetizer, orders like this cookie dessert. It's like a it's like a chocolate chip cookie the size of your plate, and it has like it has like a couple <laughs> scoops of vanilla on it, and it's like drowned it in like fudge so it's fudge no it was one big scoop but it was drowned in fudge though yeah okay okay it was one big scoop got it so i had fudge all over it and you ate the whole thing and i'm like dog you you good you're like nah. no no i didn't eat the whole thing i ate like i thought you ate the whole thing <laughs> no that's when i started to look terrible i eat i was eating it and then I, as i was eating it and it, it, it's on me too because i think i overate you think you overate like, you definitely overate <laughs> yeah because i mean it was like one of those like your, your your eyes are bigger than your, your your stomach so i was eating it and as i was eating it i started feeling very like funny like weird like oh like tired like fatigued like you know how you take a, a medicine like you may take like benadryl nyquil and you start to get drowsy so i really i was like what the fuck did they put in this like you know i'm like they put like medicine in here like so as <laughs> As I'm eating it, I was like, okay, let me stop because I'm like, yo, what the hell is going on? So then that's when obviously, yeah, I told you. I was like, dog, you may have to drive. And you were like, what do you mean you have, I have to drive? No, you didn't even drink. And I believe you had to, had to drive. You, exactly. You look- you're, like, you're like, you didn't drink. And I was like, dog, I just feel like, yeah, I, I was not because I think when we got in the car, I was like knocked out. Yeah, dog, I'm surprised. I, I'm surprised I didn't have to like carry you into the apartment. You look terrible, dog. Nah, that was something you didn't have to do, right? Because I remember you drove back, and then yeah, I think we was went back to the crib, and I was like went to sleep. <laughs> like, I didn't, yeah, and it wasn't even that late. I don't think it was like kind of still early. I mean, it was dark outside, but I don't think it was like late. But yeah, I was. I don't know what happened that night, but uh, yeah, I haven't been back to Applebee's probably ever since. Because <laughs> um, my wife doesn't like Applebee's. Most people so, don't like Applebee's. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and there's so many other good restaurants around us. Because it's funny, it's Applebee's by me here where I live, and it's not too far, but we pretty much have gone to every other restaurant but Applebee's around oh, here. So, because there's so many better ones. So, I got yeah. you, I got you. All right, man. Well, let's transition. You know, obviously, last week was a humongous week in free NFL free agency, dude. This is, I, I've been watching football, and I believe you have as well since maybe 10, 11, even 12 years old. And I don't remember a week this eventful as far as new faces at new places and just superstar guys that used to be superstars on different teams so um i wanted to go through a couple of these moves um i wanted to get maybe your top three that you loved and the top three that you hated i'll let's start with the ones we loved. so you go with the three and then i'll give you my three and then we'll do the ones we hated so which three free agency moves did you love well, obviously, the first one has to be Tom Brady going to the Bucks. I mean, he's a definite upgrade over Jameis Winston, who, even though despite he threw 30 touchdowns, he also threw 30 picks. Um, Tom Brady's never going to throw 30 picks in a season, even if he's in decline. I don't care what anybody says. Tom Brady's never throwing 30 picks. So, with that being said, I mean, obviously, look, Tom Brady is the GOAT, greatest of all time. Um, yeah, he may not be what the player he was, but he's still better than Jameis Winston at this point of his career. So... Um, that's a huge upgrade for the Bucks. I mean, I think the Bucks. you can catapult the Bucks. Uh, you know, I don't, uh, you know, maybe people don't want to go as far as saying a Super Bowl contender, but they're definitely 
a playoff contender in the NFC. Uh, and I know they're in a tough division, the NFC South with the Saints. And, you know, obviously I know uh, the Falcons, who are good like every other year. Um, and I, I don't think the Panthers are going to be as good. Obviously, I know Cam Newton, you know, is gone. And they got Teddy Bridgewater. Um, but And they have a new coach as well. But I, I just don't think that they're going to be as good good uh, this year. And then we really want to get this past year. But anyway, so that's my that's my number one. Number two, I love the Eagles getting Darius Slay. Um, obviously, the Eagles need a secondary help. Um, and this is a start. Obviously, this is a fix the the Eagles uh, secondary. But I've always liked Darius Slay. I always thought he was underrated with the Lions. He didn't get a lot of pub because he played for the Lions. Um, but he pretty much was their best corner and one of their best defenders, you know, while he was in Detroit. Um so I think he's a huge upgrade from the Eagles. Obviously, the Eagles still have to address, you know, the other secondary issues like the safety and the other corner. Um, but they can also address that in draft. Uh, I know they haven't really done too much in, in free agency uh, as far as addressing this. So maybe they'll address that in the draft. And then my last one is probably um, Jerome McCoy going to the Cowboys. Um, obviously, everybody knows I'm a Cowboy fan. I'm not just saying that because I'm a Cowboy fan. I, I actually really do like the move. It's because he is an upgrade from who we had at nose tackle, which was Malik Collins, who went to the Raiders. Um, Malik Collins is very inconsistent. He would have really good games, and then you wouldn't hear his name, wouldn't do anything. Um, Jerome McCoy is a six-time Pro Bowler. Obviously, you know, with the Bucks, he was one of the, he's been one of the best defenders probably of all time. Um, I know he was with the Panthers last year, and I know he's kind of been in decline, but I think he's still at this point better than Malik mm-hmm. Collins. Um, you know, I'd rather I still rather take him over Malik Collins because I think he'd be a little more consistent than Malik Collins, even though you know he's not going to get you a lot of stacks. I mean, sacks, but he's still a great run stopper. So I think the Cowboys got a little steal there, and it's a it's a deal friendly uh, deal for the Cowboys, and they didn't have to give him much and what much guaranteed money. So it kind of works out for both parties. So those are the three moves I liked that I loved, obviously through free agency. Okay, so those were all good, man. I, I definitely see where you're coming from with all three of those. I had one um, that was similar to the ones that you picked. I, I agree. I don't need to say much more about the Brady move. It's an automatic upgrade. I don't think Jameis Winston is a bad quarterback, and I think we'll all agree that he's not. He's turnover happy for sure, but he's not a bad quarterback. But yeah, you're yeah. gonna cut the, the you're gonna cut the um, the turnovers down dramatically, and that's that's probably by more than half. Oh, yeah, Brady's not even going to throw 15 interceptions. So, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, absolutely. So, you're going to cut those down. Brady has, you know, he had had Welker. He had Moss. He kind of had them at different times. But he's never had two explosive receivers like this. And if you include O.J. Howard and if you include Cameron Brate, they have another good tight end. So there, mm-hmm. this is he's gonna love having these guys throw the ball to. He gets the ball out quick. So even if their O line is just okay, he's not gonna take a lot of unnecessary hits as he normally doesn't. You know, right? He may not get as many touchdowns, but you know, as, as Jameis did. But I still can see him getting like twenty five touchdowns, which is fine. I can see him having twenty five ten kind of kind of year. Yeah, still exactly. Good. That's a, he had twenty eight. He had twenty four and eight last season with average. Right. So yeah. around that area, exactly. I can see that, 25, 10. Yeah, I can see so that. You got that you with know? average dudes. So I love that move. I also really like the, um, I actually liked the Teddy Bridgewater to the Panthers move. I, I don't know if that was the ones you didn't necessarily love, but I liked the move. I think it brings a little stability um, to the franchise. Cam has just been so banged up over the last few years. I think um, with them having a new coach, 
they're going to get a quarterback that may not wow you statistically. I don't think Bridgewater is the type of guy that's going to throw for, you know, 4,500 yards and 30 touchdowns, but he'll give you 25 touchdowns. We know one thing we know about Bridgewater. He does not turn over the ball a lot. So they're going to have a guy that protects the ball really well. They have, you can argue, you know, maybe a top two, top three running back right now. So they're going to, they're going to put the, they're going to, they're going to make the offense, you know, cater even better to McCaffrey. Um, so I really like that move. I really like that one. Another one that I really like is Calais Campbell to the Ravens. As much as I hate to admit it, I love the stability he brings to that D line. You know, obviously in that playoff game, they got absolutely torched by by um, Derrick Henry, who ran for almost 200 yards. You're gonna have him plug in that hole. You know, he's not a high sack number dude. He doesn't get high sack numbers, but he's he's an excellent run stopper. He's just a huge presence. And he's a great locker room. Yeah, kind of. Like I compare it to the Jerome McCoy move with the Cowboys did. Yeah, I yeah, they're actually that. pretty similar. Yeah, not yeah. high sack dude. Right, exactly. That's why I love the Jerome McCoy mm-hmm. move. You know, I'm not just saying as a Cowboy fan, but I look at them. They're very similar as far as their careers. You look at their careers, right? Where they had high sack numbers early, kind of now they're low. Obviously, they're in the twilight of their careers, but they can still stop the run. You know what I mean? Which is consistently, which is good. And they're good locker room guys. Yep, I agree. I agree. And um, yeah, yeah, so so those were the three that I loved. Another just really quick um, honorable mention that made, that a lot of people didn't really talk about. I loved Eric Ebron going to the Steelers, man. I think that was a steal, especially for, yeah. the, for the salary. Yeah. Two years, $12 yeah. million. I mean, they've had a lot of injuries at the tight end position with Vance McDonald. So I think if you get back a healthy Big Ben, he's going to love having Ebron as an athletic tight end. So let's transition now to the, the, the moves that you hated. Well, obviously, number one has to be the DeAndre Hopkins to the Cardinals. Horrible. Um, Horrible. I don't know. I don't know what the hell the Texans <laughs> yeah. were doing. And maybe it's because of Bill O'Brien, right? I mean, he's the head coach and now he's the GM now. I just don't know how you can trade a top three receiver for an aging running back who only had a thousand yards one year and who's really not good anymore. I, I, I just don't get it. Um, I, I have to believe something else was behind this. It was more than just, you know, the play or this whole, you know, you hear the rumors of that, you know, there was issues in the locker room, but then you hear contrary where you, they talk to teammates. They say Hopkins was a great teammate. There was no issues. So I don't really know what was going on. And you know, unless they just didn't want to pay him, I'm, I'm guessing, but I mean, the guy's only, what, 27 years old. He's a top three receiver. Um, and you're taking away Deshaun Watson's, you know, best weapon. I just don't understand it. And then you're giving Kyler Murray uh, a weapon, you know, and probably going to be the best weapon in, in Arizona. Um, so, I mean, I love the move Arizona. I mean, all, all positive Arizona. But for the Texans, I mean, it's kind of like, what the hell are you doing? You know, I don't know what Bill O'Brien was thinking. Um and I, we we yet to really hear an explanation of why mm-hmm. why they did it. Maybe later on we will. Um, I don't really hear an explanation from the Cardinals because obviously, again, we it's pretty obvious why the Cardinals did it. You give Kyler Murray help, give him a you know a, a top three receiver in the league, and then you know, and then I think now what it helps the Cardinals is that they can go ahead and draft the old lineman to get exactly Kyler Murray in the first round. So now you don't have to worry about getting him a weapon in, in, in the draft. You already got that. Now you can go get him an old lineman. So for the Cardinals, it's a great move. Like I said, it's no, no. And one of the more underrated uh, um, moves last season was them getting Kenyon Drake. Um, I don't know if he's going to be their primary right, back right. all the time, but that's a guy that can be explosive. And if they want to draft another young dude, that's even going to help Kyler more. So I like that. Yeah, I agree. That was a terrible move by the, by the Texans. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think my other the other move I hated was um, listen, I I I liked Byron Jones when he was a Cowboy. Um, he was a good corner, solid corner, 
but I just don't like that Miami paid him all that money and to give him top. I think he's the top cornerback now, going to be paid in the league. He's not the top, he's not top cornerback money. I've watched every snap, every down of Byron Jones as a Cowboy fan. I can tell you that he's not the top corner in the league. He may not even be top five to me. He's a good corner. He's going to get you, you know, he can he can, he can can shut down sometimes your, your I don't want to say sometimes your best receiver, but he can shut down one side of the field and he can get a lot of deflections. But he only has two interceptions for his whole career. The guy's been playing in the league for five years. And I know sometimes, you know, interceptions are not, don't tell the whole story. But you should have more than two interceptions in five years. I'm sorry. Um, so, you know, Miami's paying him like he was, you know, Darrell Revis in his prime, Richard Sherman in his prime. I mean, those are, your, you know, those are guys I can understand if you want to give them top money. When I'm sorry, when they got the top money. But you don't pay Byron Jones that type of money. So I think Miami's going to regret that a little bit. Um, also, he wasn't. He hasn't been healthy in the last two seasons. So he hasn't played a full season in almost two seasons. So I, I don't know how his body's going to hold up. So I think Miami's going to re- regret that one. Um, and then my last one is, uh, I, you know, this is why I've given up on the Cleveland Browns. And I know you, you told me, Bob. <laughs> this is why? Years, wait a minute. This is other. why you've given up on them? <laughs> I know. You've been telling me for years, like, dog, they just don't ever trust them. And by this move they made in the offseason, it, it kind of confirmed it. Why in the hell did they sign Austin Hooper, the tight end from the Falcons, to, I think he's the highest paid tight end in That's the league ridiculous, now. That's um, ridiculous, man. Ridiculous. So you're telling me that he's gonna that he's better than Kelsey, Zach Ertz, Rudolph, Little. I mean, I can go on. I and it's arguable that he's not even the best tight end on his team. That in and Joku, yep. Am I David and Joku, right? yep. Yeah, and Joku, yeah, is better than him on his own team. So you're paying a guy top tight end money, and another guy you have on your team maybe even better. So, I just don't understand. I, I just it baffles me. I don't get it. I really, I really don't. Um, and it's funny because they made they made a good move. It's funny the Browns are so. This is how this is how erratic they are. They made a, one of the bad moves in all season. They also made one of the best moves by getting Case Keenum as a backup. I did like that move that they made. Um, but this Austin Hooper one, I, I I'm just scratching my head. It's, it's almost like the DeAndre Hopkins thing it's like what are they thinking you're giving this guy he's the he's the highest paid tight end i mean i'm looking at his numbers with the falcons he was okay he was all right but he wasn't yeah he definitely didn't deserve that you know no i mean if if i'm zach Ertz, rudolph little kelsey i mean i'm looking at this like this is like you're giving this guy all that type of money then i can only imagine they want to renegotiate their deals with their teams you know what i mean because they're they're Way better than than Austin yeah. Hooper, so I, it's it's just baffling, man. But those are the, those are the moves. I, I yeah, I I don't even need to say anything more about the DeAndre Hopkins one. I think that's number one on everybody's. It was such a head scratcher, especially when you get a guy like David Johnson who's had one thousand yard season. He's pretty much had one good year, and he's done. He's done. I don't care what anybody says. He's done. Yeah, he's not good, good anymore. So that one didn't make any sense whatsoever. Um. I didn't see the Byron Jones one's tricky for me because obviously you watched a lot more of him than I did. Yeah, two interceptions is not very good uh, in a four or five year career. And my, my thing is the Dolphins tend to do that a lot. They always overpay guys. 
you know, they'll, they'll, they'll always throw a bunch of money at you and they don't end up being any good. So I wasn't too surprised that they did that. One move that I didn't understand at all was was Jimmy Graham to the Bears. Dude, they're giving Jimmy Graham, they give him a two-year, $16 million deal. What? Dude, he's been done. Not only that, that that's not going to make... Oh, I guess they got Nick Foles now, who... Is Nick Foles even good? Let's just start having that conversation. Is he good? I don't know. <laughs> I think I think, I think think he's a backup. I think, you know, look, I mean, I think when he won the Super Bowl, obviously everybody tried to make him out like he was going to be, you know, the next... You know, he's now he's a, he's a starter. But, you know, if you go back... If you kind of go back in history and, and kind of... You know, sometimes history tells, tells a lot about a player. Because, remember, it didn't work out when they tried to make him a starter with the Rams. Now, obviously, he was in a different system with, with Jeff Fisher and in St. Louis and all that. But he every time he's been a starter, they try to make him a starter. It has not worked out unless he comes in as a backup. I just think he's a backup. That's what he is. Now, he did win a Super Bowl as a backup, and that's great. But I think his role is a backup. He's not a starting quarterback. And I think it, this this is this is a, a telling sign when this is the second team that it didn't work out with. Him yeah, the yeah. I think you know what I, mean? I think uh, yeah. you re- you hit it right on the head with that. I think he's just a real like he might be the best backup in the league if he's your backup. You know what I mean? So. Oh yeah. One of the best backups of all time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no, and that's and that's nothing and that's nothing to laugh yeah. at. It's, it's okay. You know, you, you he won a Super Bowl. He you know we give him credit for that and. Um, but he's just not a starter. Yeah, he's not a starting player. Yeah, I didn't really get that move. I, I, I Now, I'm not saying he shouldn't be on a roster. Like, he's a big body. I think the guy's like 6'6 or something like that. So, yeah, he should be on a roster. But I, from what you're paying him, two years, $16 million, he's not going to help that offense. That offense already is doesn't have a lot of talent. I mean, Allen Robinson's actually a little underrated. But who else is really scaring you? And mm-hmm. for you to bring in an older tight end instead of maybe even trying to get younger and try to get, if you still drink Trubisky's the guy, try to get him a young, athletic tight end, and you bring in, you bring that guy in? So I, I didn't uh, I didn't really understand that move. Yeah, yeah no, I know. Another yeah, I one that... um kind of left me scratching my head a bit was Melvin Gordon going to the Broncos. I was like, uh, I don't really understand that from the Broncos perspective. Yeah. I mean, you have you have two young running backs. You have Philip Lindsay who had over who has two straight thousand yard seasons now and you add Royce Freeman. So you have a, a nice duo. Um they should be working on their QB situation. I don't know how much how, how good Drew Locke is. I guess we're going to see. They don't have a great old line. They lost a lot in their secondary. So they need to go get Cam or Andy Dalton. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't. I think they're gonna stick with what they have now. But I don't understand that move from Melvin Gordon's part. Like, if you're on the Broncos, you're like, uh, okay, we weren't the main issue in the offense. In fact, they were probably the strength of the offense was the running game. You know, so I don't really right. understand why Melvin Gordon even decided to go that route, where he could have went to a team that he would be the main primary guy. So um, I didn't love that move at all. Yeah, no, I, I got, I hear you. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, Melvin Gordon. Yeah, you have three good running backs because now my thing, my belief is okay. You're gonna have to at least trade one of them. I mean, you're not gonna cut outright cut them or release them, but you have to get some kind of value. You know what I mean? Um, so because it, 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 at most you could have two of them on the roster, but you can't have three. You know, there's just no way it works with three good running backs. You can't split that time. So I, I don't know how what the what the Broncos or yeah, Melvin I don't really understand there. that one. But yeah, man, that was a good segment. Kind of, you know, a lot of lot going on, man. So many new faces and new places. It's gonna look so weird. We didn't even get to talk about guys like Rivers on the Colts, which I did like that move, by the way. Yeah, I like that move. I had it. I had it as one of my moves. Obviously, we only went, you know, we went over three. But yeah, no, he was one of my 
one of my moves that I like. Um, yeah, he's a definitely an upgrade from. Uh, you know, Did you like that it was you know only one I mean? year? Uh, Do you think that so. makes sense? Should it have been maybe like two? No, I think I think one year was good because it's kind of a prove-it thing. Like, if he, for instance, if he comes back and has, like, a resurrection, like a, a, a kind of a reviving year, you know, and let's say he take him to the playoffs, I think he'll get another one-year deal. You know, they'll either give him another one-year deal or they'll give him another, you know, maybe, like I said, like a two-year deal. And also, he, apparently, I don't know if you heard the story, though, but he was contemplating retirement, retirement, uh, and what happened was the coach called, called him, I guess, while he was contemplating that to say they wanted to sign him. You know what I mean? But he, I think he, he had said that. He explained when he, you know, before he had joined the Colts, that, yeah, he was actually going to retire. And then they called him and said, hey, you know, we'd like you to you know, make you the starting quarterback for next year. So that's the only reason he came back. So I think, obviously, if it doesn't work out this year, and they're not that good, and he kind of plays like he did this year. I got he, you. I think he okay, okay. Well, cool, man. Yeah. Let's transition, man. I, I came up with, with, with something about your boy. You know, we talk about your boys pretty much every week. And understandably so. Look, whether people are love, or hate, love or hate the Cowboys. They're always they're always fun to talk about. Whether you're talking trash about them or whether you're giving them props, it's always fun to talk to little cowboys. So D, I came up with a little game for your boy Dak. Man, obviously he he got franchised about a week or two ago. Um, there's still a long term deal done. I know you're probably tired about hearing about that. Um, so I came up with a little game, man. We're gonna play a game. You're gonna love this name, by the way, called This or Dak. Okay, so what we're gonna do is this is gonna. Appreciate That's it, man. That's a great Thank name, you. by the way. So what this is gonna do? What what we're gonna do here is I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna give you a couple of uh, quarterbacks that are maybe similar in age, similar in, in amount of years played. I'm gonna give you a couple of quarterbacks, and I just simply want me to tell you if Dak is or is not better than the guys that I present. It's pretty much kind of gauging where where Dak fits in the quarterback hierarchy. All right, you ready? All right, let's start in the NFC yeah, East, man. I got a really really good one. What about uh, Carson Wentz? Who's better, Carson Wentz or Dak Prescott? All right, so let me just start by saying before before we get to all these quarterbacks. Now, the one thing I w- am going to say with, with Dak is, look, most of the quarterbacks you're probably going to name, or I don't, I don't know who you're going to name, but are probably going to name are, are, are better arm strength-wise. Obviously, D- Dak is, doesn't have the best arm. So they're always – he's already at a disadvantage w- with that. So let's go to like now. To yeah, and, and, and just real quick, um, not to cut you off, but it's similar to like Brady. He's never had the best arm ever. But yeah, yeah. So that's fine. Correct. So, you know, I guess, you know, because I know, you know, somebody's going to go, oh, well, he has better arm strength. But well, of course, a lot of quarterbacks are going to have better arm strength. Doesn't make him, doesn't make them better, but they have better arm strength. Now, with that being said, I would take that personally take, uh, yeah, I'm getting tongue tied. Um, I would personally take that Prescott over Carson Wentz. Um, and here's why. One, um, I just think Dak's a better leader. Uh, and I, you know, obviously, you know, obviously he's always wins and losses. You know, obviously you care about more than leadership, but leadership does play a big role. And I love Dak's leadership. I also love Dak's just um, while he's in the game, when he throws an interception, um, it doesn't seem to face him. He could come right back and throw, you know, two or three touchdowns off the interception. He doesn't go in a downward spiral. Not to say Wentz does the same thing, but I just feel like when Wentz has a bad game, he has a bad game. It's just like, I've never seen him, you know, in a game where he kind of, you know, the game's going like he's the game's not going his way and he kind of brings the team back. I've never seen it personally. Um, but, you know, that's one thing I, I like Dak over Wentz with. Um, the other thing is, I just think as far as intangibles, I, I think Dak's a, a, a little bit more mobile than Wentz. Um, they can both make plays out of the pocket. Um, I know Wentz had a really great play against uh, the Redskins this season. Uh, where he uh, threw a touchdown, and um, but I just think Dak 
can do that and more. I think he's obviously better with his leg. That's another thing. Dak's gonna obviously a lot of these scores you probably name. Dak's probably gonna be a, a probably mobile, better mobile, especially with his legs. And a lot of the quarterbacks you're gonna name with maybe uh, I don't you know I don't know who you're gonna name, but um, yeah. And also, I mean, when you look at their head to head, I mean, Dak has beaten Wentz more head to head over um, their their four year career. Um, now the one thing is obviously lately Wentz did win the big game against Dak. Uh, this past season, you know, for, for all the marbles, really, for them to win the NFC East and go mm-hmm. to the playoffs, he, right. he did win that. And I give Wentz that. Um, but if you look at the other three years, now Wentz did have that MVP season before he got hurt, and you know, Foles took over and went to the uh, Super Bowl. Um, yeah, you know, so I give Wentz those two years. But then the two years that Dak went to the playoffs and they won the NFC East, I just thought he was a, a better quarterback than Wentz, and he beat them those years. I think, yeah, I think those years that. The, the Cowboys have made the playoffs. I think Dak was what, uh, okay. three, I think three and one against them. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So, you know, like I said, and overall, head to head, Dak has beat him more than Wentz has beat him. So, you know, when I take that all into account and how close they are, I'll take Dak. You know what I mean? I know, like, everybody's going to say, no. oh, just saying that's no. a Cowboy yeah. fan, but I just, I just truly, I just truly believe that. I just truly believe he's a little slightly better, I, that Dak's a little slightly better than Wentz. So, I'll okay. go with Dak. Okay. So, all right. I think they're obviously very comparable. They're, they've been around in the league. Same draft, actually. Yeah, that's right. I just realized that. So here's why I give Wentz the slight edge. I think this one's actually very close. So if you, I'm going to name a couple of guys, okay? You've probably never heard of them Deontay Burnett, Mac Collins, JJ Arcega Whiteside, Boston Scott, Greg Ward Jr. These were some of the receivers this dude was throwing to last season. <laughs> now, they also had a lot of injuries. Oh, Nelson Aguilar. Like, really? So what I'm trying to say is I don't like to take credit away for a quarterback who has talent around him. I don't think that's fair. Dak has, you know, arguably a top 10 receiver. He has, in my opinion, the best running back in football. He has one of the best O-lines in football. Now, um, not to sneeze at Wentz's O-line, that's solid. But I just feel like statistically, Wentz puts up just as good a numbers as Dak with significantly less talent. Therefore, I think he does a little bit more with what he has. You know, like if 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 you were to put Dak on the, on, I don't like to play hypotheticals and and put place people in places they don't play. Like I don't want to say if Dak was on the Eagles because that's just hard to you, you don't know how that would go. But I just like what Wentz does with the lack of talent. Like they don't even have a stable running back. Like who? I mean, Miles Sanders was like a solid rookie, showed some flashes. I mean, Jordan Howard, uh, you know, they have Darren Sproles is done. They brought back Jay Ajayi. It's like he's done. So that's one of the reasons I like Wentz. And obviously, I've when when I've seen both of them at their best, so I'm comparing. Uh, you would say last year was probably Dak's best season, right? Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, I mean, statistically, yes. Not, I don't think it's his best season to me overall. I think, I think to, uh, statistically it was, but... I think his best season was actually two seasons ago when they were started 3-5 oh, okay, and then they it. went 6-10 and 10 down the stretch. I actually thought that was his better season. He didn't have the numbers as far as, like, you know, those wow numbers. But for what he did to, to get them out of a 3-5, you know, hole and get them all the way to the playoffs, win the division, win a playoff game. Yeah, I thought that was actually his best season. Like I said, statistically, it's not going to say, oh, yeah, it wasn't better than this past year. But I thought okay. that was his best job. And that, and then you know, it's funny how you bring up like he's him playing with, uh, you know, Wentz playing with le- less. 
See, so that's the strength. And then I'll flip it that I don't know if Wentz can do what Dak did two seasons ago. If the Eagles were three and five and had to win what go seven and one down the stretch. And let's and let's be honest too. The Cowboys were not playing like garbage teams. They they beat the Saints in that stretch. I believe I'm trying to think they played, they beat like two other th- two or three other playoff teams. They actually they beat the Eagles down that stretch as well to, to get into the playoffs. So I just always say to myself, could Wentz have done that with what Dak did two years ago? Now he did do what he did this year mm-hmm. with less talent getting him into the playoffs. But if you look at the Eagles last remaining schedule, they were not playing playoff teams with exception maybe for the Cowboys. They were playing the Giants twice. I think they played the Redskins. I mean, they were playing some teams they should have beat. They hell, they right. lost to the Dolphins. They, they, I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, and I just look at them like, okay, would Dak have but done at the that end of the same day, thing? At the end of the day, you know they still lost the playoffs. So, yeah. They did, just like, and exactly, exactly, but it's the same flip side. Dak, the same thing. At the end of the day, two years ago, Dak went to the playoffs as well. The Eagles didn't go to the playoffs. They, they were out. So wait, I you're talking about wait, wait, what year? Because the Eagles have made the playoffs right. three straight years. They went to the they went to the playoffs the year that they that yeah. Remember they, they they lost to New they they beat Chicago. Remember that the the, the box kick and yeah, so dude and, and oh, remember that was right. remember Wentz got hurt, did. so it was kind of like Foles playing in the playoffs for them. So I, I know what you're saying. Like it, we're, if we're talking Wentz, he didn't play, but yeah, the Eagles still made the playoffs. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, oh, I so I guess okay. I guess to to, to summarize you. what I'm trying to say, I, I feel like they're very close, they're very comparable. But I just like I like what, I, what I've the best I've seen from Wentz, which was when he was an MVP candidate. To me, is better than the best I've seen from from Dak. So that that's why I go with Wentz there. But it's close, it's close. All right, let's Got go to you. our next guy. What about uh, Matt Ryan? Uh, I would say at this point, now career wise, it's kind of obviously hard to compare them because yep. Ryan has played almost double the years that that uh, Dak has played. Well, yeah, he has played double the years, more than double the years. So obviously, career wise, you would have to go with Matt Ryan. But I think right now, and if you want to just go off the last two seasons, like kind of what you what have you done for me lately, it's been Dak. You know, Dak has had uh, to me better numbers. Um, and like I said, two years ago was like I said, even though what statistically wasn't as good as this past season, that was the best Dak I've ever seen. As far as like I said, being three three and five at the halfway point, and then going seven and one for the rest of the you know down the stretch and get you know winning the division, winning a playoff game, you know, I think that the, the Falcons have missed yeah, the playoffs have, the last exactly. two years. Mm-hmm. Um, now Matt Ryan has to put, yeah, Matt Ryan has to put up bad numbers by any by any stretch, but I just feel like a lot of Matt Ryan's, especially since the Super Bowl year. A lot of times, yeah, that's kind of exactly what I was going to say. Like, you know, yeah. Where they, where he has to throw a lot and he has to bring them back a little bit. And they still end up losing the game. So he just has, like, you know, he just passes stats. Um, and, you know, it's funny to say that because I thought Dak did a lot of that this year. You know, when the Cowboys were down, you know, obviously, and he had to throw, he, a lot of those touchdowns he got, you know, were like kind of garbage touchdowns. That's the reason he had the numbers he had in the season and don't fall the yards. But, you know, I just think overall, and then obviously Dak's younger. Yeah, I just think Dak is better at this point of his career than Matt Ryan is. Um, like, if I had to choose, you know, like, would I rather have Matt Ryan? Yeah, Dak, I'm gonna I agree would, with you I'll on this Dak. one. I, I think they're very comparable, only because maybe statistically. Um, now, I do think when Matt Ryan is on, we've seen like, and, and it's hard, like you said, it's hard to compare them career-wise because Matt Ryan has played a good amount more years. And like I said, the best we've seen of Matt Ryan obviously led to him winning MVP. Uh, but he also has, and you could argue the best, he's had the best receiver in the league arguably for the last five, six years too. So 
He's had he's had a you know I, right, I was never right, in love with right. Devonta Freeman, but he was a Pro Bowl running back at one point. So he's definitely hasn't he definitely hasn't had a lack of talent around him. Um, but with that said, I agree that right. I like Dak a little better because a lot of a lot of Matt Ryan's stats are very padded. You know, a lot of it comes where they're getting blown out, and he has to lead them back. And like you said, they would still lose these games. You know. Um, he doesn't find a way to consistently exactly. get Julio involved, exactly. especially in the end zone. Be, you know, Julio's weird. He'd be one of those receivers. He'll have 1,700 yards, but he'll have like two touchdowns. Like, yo, what's going on? <laughs> I'm, ex- I'm exaggerating. It's not that low. Right. He's, he's been known to not get in the end zone. And I think I think Matt Ryan struggles in the red zone a lot. So, um, with the, yeah, I think career-wise, it's, it's not really a fair comparison. But if we're going right now, I would go Matt Ryan as well. All right, the next dude is, um, I want Kirk Cousins. So Kirk Cousins obviously had a better season than, than Dak last season. He, he, I think that was only the I think that was the first time he beat Dak in his career. Um, obviously, I'm going back to you know Kirk Cousins used to play for the Redskins, and uh, his first his last two years was Dak's first two years in the league. Um, so when I look when I look at their when I look when I look at the body of work, obviously lately yes, Cousins had a better season than Dak last season. He won a playoff game got the Vikings to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the division around a loss. Um, and then he beat Dak uh, head-to-head on Sunday night, um, which was one of the best games, I think, of the year. It went down to the wire. Um, but when I look at them as a whole, uh, I will take Dak um, because I, I think Dak, until he, he played Kirk Cousins last season, was 4-0 against Cousins. Um, he had never lost to him. And um, the one thing I, I, I would say about Cousins that I know a lot of people – or have mixed opinions about him. But the one thing, I, I've never really been a big Cousins guy. He did have a good season last season. We'll see if that can carry over into this season. Um, is that he, he can be very turnover prone. And the turnovers come in the worst times. Like, he would throw a pick in the fourth quarter with the team driving. They need to score to either tie it or win it. Um, and Or they're just down by, you know, less than a touchdown. He would throw a pick. And he did it against the Cowboys, actually, uh, a number of times, you know, and it was in Washington. And when Dak, you know, obviously Dak was the quarterback. Um, and obviously, look, I know that's mm-hmm. he was playing against our defense, but it's just like when I look at those decision making, I just like uh, Dak doesn't do that a lot. Dak doesn't throw, you know, big time picks in the fourth quarter and, you know, with the team driving. He doesn't do that. So that's one thing Dak has been able to take care of the ball. Um, he's not very turnover prone. Um, so I, when I look at those two, um, kind of things and then just like I said the overall body of work I'll take that um obviously Kirk Cousins probably has a stronger arm the more accurate passes even though there were some games last year where Kirk Cousins I think threw like 10 times and you know they pretty much ran the ball and played good defense and they won the game he didn't have to do much so I there's never been a game like that that Dak, Dak has had to do that so even though he has Zeke and a great O-line he still always yeah. has to throw a good number of times so um and it may be the offense that he plays in as well you know, obviously, I mean, Jason Garrett's not there anymore, you know. So, um, but, yeah, I just think overall. I'll yeah, this is that. another really close one. Statistically, it's it's pretty identical. I mean, so, obviously, Kirk Cousins, like you said, he won he won a playoff game this year. But my, my big issue with him is he just doesn't show up when the spotlight is on him. Primetime games, you know, he just hasn't been mm-hmm. there. And I don't remember. When it, and that's what, year, and that's why I started off by year. saying, like, yeah, he, he won did. a playoff game this year, so he, it's almost like he yeah. got that monkey off of his back. But right. I still don't really trust him in big spots. And 
you mentioned that he he throws a lot of key interceptions. He doesn't throw he doesn't have high interception numbers. Like he's not gonna throw 20 picks, but like you said, they're really big picks. It's like, dude, come on. Like you can't throw a pick there, you know? So for example, this season, right. You know, he had a pretty good year, 26 touchdowns, I believe 13 interceptions, like a solid year. His first year with the Vikings where they, they actually underachieved, he had 30 touchdowns and 10 picks. You wouldn't think that, though, because they were just so average. You know what I mean? So once again, he kind of he, right, he, he right, pads right. his stats in a different way. I feel like he'll he'll have a lot of like first half touchdowns. But when it comes to the fourth quarter, when it comes to leading mm-hmm. this team back to lead this team to victory, he, he doesn't really do it. So, um yeah, I, I would take Dak simply just based on the on the big spot. I would trust him more. Um, you know, fourth quarter, two minutes to go. I'd rather have Dak, and I think he's more mobile. Uh, may- oh yeah, that's not even close. And I, I also think the thing I forgot to bring up about Curtis Cousins is he's not a great leader. Um, you know, he had issues with his receivers, but you know, since he's been joining the Vikings, obviously Stephon Diggs is not there anymore. And one of the reasons Stephon Diggs went it out, I mean, he made it publicly known that you know he did not want. Kirk Cousins as the quarterback. He actually liked Case Keenum better. Um, and, you know, obviously Thielen has called him out. Um, I don't think he's very good when it comes to, like, handling criticism and handling when, right, when when things are kind of falling apart, he's not the he's not the best quarterback to have in that spot. And like I said, that's the one thing I've always admired about Dak. It, you know, Dak can throw interception and doesn't get to him, and he'll come back and throw three touchdowns. Yeah. You know, he can always bounce back. You always still have confidence in him. Like, he doesn't you don't say, oh, man, it's going to get worse. You always say, okay, he, he, he threw a bad one there, but he'll he'll shake it off. And that, that's what Dak always ends up seeming to do that. And that's one thing. I think that's one of his best qualities um, that a lot of other quarterbacks don't have, you know, in the, in the league that he can just, you know, kind of say, okay, yeah, all right, I threw a pick. That was fine. It was bad. But I'll come back and throw two or three touchdowns. Yeah, to I, mean, make I can't believe in, in when – I mean, um, yeah. uh, Cousins just won his first playoff game this year. And he's been a starter for quite a few years now, so – yeah. Oh yeah, because if you if you want to con- conclude his Washington days, yeah, what you have to include, he was a starter there yep. for what? How many years? Three or four years? And like I said, he he hadn't beaten Dak until yeah. he got to last season. You know, to this past season, yeah, Dak was I think four. Okay, and okay, so, so we both agree with yeah. that one. Let's go to the next. Dude. We'll do a couple more guys. What about uh, Deshaun Watson? Oh, I'll take Deshaun. Yeah, and I I don't want to say this is not a hard one. I know I kind of said it fast, but. Deshaun and Dak are very similar as far as how yep. they play their, their their playing style. They're both mobile. They can both throw out of the pocket. They both can use their legs. I just think Deshaun's a little more explosive, a little more athletic. Um, and obviously, Deshaun had one of the best receivers in the league for since he's been there. I, I don't know why the hell he still doesn't have him, but uh, that's another, you know, we already talked about that earlier. But, um, yeah, I just think Deshaun has a little more upside than Dak does. Um you know, he, he finally won his uh, first playoff game this year. And, you know, he's only in, going into, what, his third year, uh, whatever. So, you know, he's, he's younger, too. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think him and Dak have similar styles. But I just think, again, he's a little more athletic, a little more explosive. Um, and some of the things he, you know, some of the plays I've seen from him, it's, it's kind of, mm-hmm. wow, awe, you know, kind of awe. You drop your jaw, like, wow, that was that was awesome. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I'll definitely take Deshaun. Um, right now at this point. Um, but yeah, him and Dak are very similar how they play. Just I think, like I said, obviously Dak's a little bigger, a little heavier than Deshaun is. But uh, yeah, no, I like Deshaun Watson. I think I think he can end up being, you know, I think in the next year or two, we'll be saying, you know, he's I think he's very close now. Wow, uh, he's right there. Right, yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, I think he's right outside the top five. 
depending on who you put in there. But um, yeah, you know, it, it, it's definitely arguable. But yeah, yeah I, I agree. Deshaun I think Deshaun is, is just a little more explosive. I, th- I think the big play capability is always there. Like, I don't care if it's a fourth and, and, and 25. He still might get it, you know. And he just has a rocket arm. I know you. I know we mm-hmm. talked earlier about how arm strength shouldn't be an indication of who you would rank above who. But he just has such an exceptional arm, his, his, his field away. Now, he does take a lot of sacks. I think that's more because of their porous O-line, though. I feel like the Texans always have a bad O-line. That's been going back to, like, when they started with David Carr. <laughs> oh, let's not even go back to when they started. We used to always remember. We always used to God, David Carr got sacked college. over seventy times one season. Seventy, I believe that, so. He got sacked seventy. I believe it was seventy-seven times. <laughs> remember that play you had? Okay, you, I remember you had the Steelers DVD. I, I don't. I think I watched that like Bowl. once though. I never really I watched that, that DVD. Just, okay, okay, once. Yeah, this guy was watching it every day. At one point, like I watched, literally saw him watching it every day. I'm like, dude, just watched it. Like, you've been watching it for the last three straight days. But anyway, <laughs> that's another conversation for another time. But um, I think there was a play. It was in that video when the Texans were playing playing Pittsburgh, and Palomalu was like a, kind of like a spy, and he, he he obviously used to safety, but he was playing like he was a linebacker. And I just remember as soon as they hiked it, he was in the backfield already. <laughs> as soon as they hiked it, and he like tackled. And he tackled David Carr. I'm like, what was that? Like, what kind of protection was that? Like, it was just awful. And I was just like, yeah, the Texans O line is no, the, probably the, the one of the worst I've ever, ever have seen. Three sacks so, in the game. He had three sacks. A safety. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That play was. I mean, it was every indication of like, uh, yeah, <laughs> dude, fix your O line. Just draft O linemen every single pick. Like, yeah, stop. I don't know. I mean, I, I know you need the skill position and all that kind of stuff, but in defense, but my God, I mean, you watch that no, no, no. play, you're just like, <laughs> so, yeah, sorry, we got sidetracked really? there, but just a little bit, but yeah, I, I, like I said, um, I just like Sean's big play capability a little bit more. Um, he, he'll have he'll have his share of, of average games. I mean, that happens with pretty much every quarterback, maybe not named Mahomes or something like that. But he'll have his he'll have his games where he doesn't right. necessarily, <laughs> you know, wow you. But not statistically at least. But one thing about Deshaun that I like, he never loses you the game. Like he's not going to throw that big pick with a minute to go. He may not make the play, but he won't lose it for you either. Um, I love Deshaun, man. I think he's well on his way to being a, a top five guy. So. Yeah, no, the thing about Deshaun is, like I said, why he's similar to Dak is I think they're both kind of, when they do play, not when they play bad, but when they throw, like, picks or they have bad plays, they're always, like, Yeah, the and they don't let it get, he doesn't let it get to him like, either. He kind of rolls with it, right? Nah, exactly. He'll come right back and make a play. Yeah, they both have it, like, early, which obviously, I mean, you don't want any turnovers, which is, uh, you know, kind of unrealistic. But, yeah, you're going to get it, and I'd rather them do it in the first yeah, half I agree. than do it late in the game. But, yeah, it happens. And, um, you know, they, but they, like you said, they're both able to shake it off and, you know, come, come right back. So, yeah. No, All right, cool. Let's quickly go through two more guys. Out. Next guy up. Let's talk about uh, oh, Matt Stafford. I like Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford, to me, has always been a little uh, underrated. Um, oh, he does. He has, he he does has have great, a great arms. Arm. And he's, and he's, yeah, he, he probably is mm-hmm. arguably one of the best arms in the league. Um. You know, Matt Stafford has always been able to do. It's, I mean, with the exception of having Megatron, um, he's always been able to do. You know, a lot with less. Um, you know, his yeah, receivers have like been solid. They've been solid receivers. Yeah. He's always had like either yeah. solid, solid to good receivers. You know what I mean? Like solid to good. They have. They've never been like 
terrible offer, but you know, he's always had solid to good receivers. Um, but uh, it's funny because Matthew Stafford, as far as like just as like is a pure passer for your quarterback, yes, I probably would take him over Dak. Um, obviously, look, he's not the most mobile, yeah, he's not a statue, he just move out right, of pocket right. sometimes or whatever, but yeah, he's not a statue, he'll move when he has to, but obviously, Dak is more mobile. Um, the one thing about Matthew Stafford, I don't really, I know he's, I've heard he's a good, yeah, like, I've he never heard he's like a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Right, he just doesn't talk a lot. He doesn't really say much, um, so you don't really know, you know. And yeah, you've heard he's a great locker room. Obviously, like Dak, you always you hear about the leadership. You see the leadership. You see him firing up guys. Matthew Stafford's really not that kind of guy, and that's not a bad thing. You know, everybody has their own personality. Um, when I look at the both of their body of works, though, I mean, see Matthew Stafford, I believe, has only been to yeah, the playoffs twice, twice, I believe, in his career, and he's not. And he, yeah, he's never won a playoff game. Now, obviously, Dak is. One, he's been to the playoffs twice and he's won one. Um, but Matthew Stafford's also played, I think, double the years that Matt uh, that Dak has played. So when I just look at that, that overall, like, okay, he's been in the league, you're talking about Stafford's been in the league almost about 10 years now. He's only been to the playoffs twice and he has never won one. Uh, I don't know. I think I, I believe Dak will get to more playoff, uh, you know, uh, games and win more. Um, but uh, I think a, I would take Dak okay. slightly over Matt Stafford. Um, just because I just think I like the intangibles a little bit better than Matthew Stafford. Um, like I said, Matthew Stafford has a great arm. He he does he does have great stats, and he does you know like I said he always has solid to good receivers. Um, but I don't know. I just I think I trust Dak a little more when it comes to bigger games and winning. Like you know when it's when it's, when you need the guy you know to come through. I've not seen that from Stafford. Yep. Obviously, like I said, he's only been to the playoffs uh. twice. And he's lost both of them. And I think both of the ones, they weren't close. You know, what, oh, yeah, that was a controversial one, he lost man. To there was a controversial in, call in the playoffs. He lost to the Cowboys. Yeah. But, yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. And then, I mean, obviously, the, the one against the Seahawks, that wasn't even close. You know, he they got killed. And he didn't play well in that game. Um, so, um, okay. Yeah, yeah that, that is a close one, that, man. Like, that is a close one. And I'm glad that you mentioned that Matthew, Matt Stafford just seems very underrated to me. Now, I understand you can easily look at the playoff appearances and the uh, playoff appearances and the lack of wins. I, I know that's easy to do, but man, that, that, that organization was trashed for so long before he got there. The fa- the simple fact that he made them even respectable, kudos to him for that. Yeah. And my issue with the Lions, right, man, right. they just, they haven't been able to get a, a good running back there in a while. Like they have guys that have some talent. You've seen guys there like, you know, carry on Johnson. It looks like he has talent. Amir Abdullah. Do you know the last time they had a thousand yard rusher it was 2013 Reggie Bush. They just don't. Yeah. They just don't. They can't find wow. any rhythm there, so he always has to pass way way more than he should. Um, I will say this. I, I got a lot more respect for him once Me- uh, Megatron actually left because I actually thought he was a product of Calvin Johnson. I thought he was just putting up big numbers because of him. But then he started to play really well, even with the guys that he just had, you know, the Marvin Marvin um, Marvin Joneses and these Kenny Galladay. Those guys, are these, these are solid receivers, but he's still putting up... Yeah, Golden Tate. It's funny. Golden Tate, we were asking earlier about his gold, ago, about his uh, leadership skills, and I remember Golden Tate before he went to the Giants was saying, "Like, dude, I love playing with that guy." So, and he seems to be a really well liked dude, and that like that like never he has a lot of moxie, but never gives right. up. Um, great arm, like you said. I would actually, I would actually slightly go with with Stafford here. I, I love the arm strength. I love what he's been able to kind of do, basically without the talent around him. Last season, he only played in seven six games. 
and he had 19 touchdowns and five picks. So he was playing well, man. He's having a really good season before he went down. So I would give the slightest to, to, to uh, Stafford here, but that is a close one. All right. All right, so let's do one more, man. What about uh, Jared Goff? Oh, I'll take Dak. I think Jared Goff, and and I, you know, people can disagree mm. with me, and I, I think Jared Goff is the system quarterback. And I'll give and and I'll give some and I'll give some examples. So, so obviously he was the number one pick uh, four years ago. Obviously, yeah, because he came in the same draft as Dak. Now, obviously, he was a rookie, and you know, he was Jeff not Fisher did not know knew nothing about O. By the way, he's not an O dude. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's not an old guy. So, you know, okay, you could say, all right, well, he was you know, Golf was a rookie, give him a pass or whatever. But I think in your rookie year, you see things from guys that can indicate if they're going to be good or not. Like, you you could tell, like, and there's examples of that. Like, you know, we saw Deshaun Watson in his rookie year. We kind of knew, like, yeah, this guy's going to be good. We saw Lamar Jackson. We saw Mahomes play. Even when your guy, Big Ben, played his rookie year, you mm-hmm. saw, like, the upside. Like, yeah, this guy's going to be good. You you just didn't see that from golf. You didn't see that, yeah, I think this guy's going to be good. Like, you didn't see that. Like, I actually thought he was going to be a bust. And I actually think Sean McVay was the one who resurrected his career. Um, you know, obviously when McVay got there, he was a whole different quarterback. And um, you can just tell. I mean, obviously they went to the uh, yep. they went to the Super Bowl. You know, um, at, right. And then after that, uh, you know, after the Super, you know, and then his numbers just went up. You know, ex- you know, went extremely up. And uh, the, the, obviously the turnovers went down. And then you look at this past season, kind of the yeah, very mediocre. You know, yeah, he had good yeah. numbers, but the one thing I've noticed, the one thing that I noticed about golf is that he doesn't call his own plays. It's all Sean McVay. He's not allowed to audible at the line, so he doesn't call his own plays or audible. You know, that's one thing that Dak is allowed to do. Um, Dak is, you know, allowed to call audibles and change the play, um, even with you know Jason Garrett when Jason Garrett was there. So they trusted him enough. I just don't think Sean McVay and organization still trusts him. They almost feel like they still have handcuffs on him. Um, now, Goss has had some great games, and he's had some great throws that you've seen him make. But he's also had some games that you're kind of like, yo, what was that? Like, you know, like last season, for instance, when he played us last season, I mean, not only did he throw a lot of picks, but he was overthrowing guys, mm-hmm. overthrowing guys, and he has talent. Like, I mean, he has no excuse. I mean, you, you're talking about he had oh, probably, probably the best receiving core in the league as far as talent-wise. And then and he had a top, you know, obviously, I know, I know Todd Gurley got cut this offseason, but, you know, at the time, Todd Gurley was still a top five running back. You know what I mean? So you kind of look at that. But like, but like you said, they did get like, to a Super Bowl, so it's not possible? like they didn't maximize you know, that talent. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. Right. They did. They, right. And I give him that. Like I said, that, but I just think a lot of that is Sean McVay. I mean, I think Sean McVay's the, the system in the offense is, is what has helped him. It hasn't really been him. Because I think if you were to put Dak in that – situation or that system um i don't think they would handcuff him as much um you know what i mean because i also think Dak's such a great leader and he speaks up i mean i don't see a lot of Jared like doing that as well he's not i don't see the leadership qualities or the or the, or the rah rah but um yeah i think um you know i i just would take that i would take Dak. i just i just like Dak the Dak's intangibles and I just I know he doesn't have the arm strength or maybe the, the wild play sometimes. But okay, okay. I just think Dak has everything else overall. Yeah, man. I, I a lot of the things I was going to say, props to you. As far as just I feel, I still feel like golf is handcuffed. It, like he can have really good numbers. I mean, dude, he's thrown for close to five thousand yards. He threw for forty six hundred yards in two thousand eighteen. Forty six hundred. 
4,600 yards in 2019, 32 touchdowns and seven picks in 2018. So statistically, it pops. Like you look at his numbers and you say, man, this guy can, you know, he'll and he'll have individual great games. Like I remember that game. Remember that game against the Chiefs like two years ago that was like 54 to 51 or something like that? And he, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that primetime game against the Chiefs. He had like four touchdowns, Chiefs, right? no picks. He had a great game. And you'll see flashes of brilliance from him. But once again, I think he has such a young, innovative coach. And I think that he's designed such a really good offense. And you saw last year when it seemed like a lot of defenses tried to started to kind of catch up on what McVay was doing. It started to affect uh, uh, um, Goff. You know, I remember when they played the Steelers, I was so un- like not impressed. I'm like, dude, like you're you're not making like key throws and clutch moments, and that's one thing either. I don't I don't really feel like he has that fourth quarter game on the line type of you know mentality where he's gonna he, he's gonna win the game under no circumstances. I don't get that from him. See, with at least with Dak, I feel like even if they don't end up winning the game, he's not a, he's not scared of that big moment. And I, I, I feel like Goff kind of is. I don't I don't get that from Goff. I think like you said, he just. He's kind of a I don't I don't believe in I don't like to say system quarterback because I heard that about Brady for a long time and I think Brady's just great I think he had a great head he has one of the greatest head coaches of all time but you you don't put up numbers like that that long if you're just a system quarterback I kind of think what golf is um, and that's the reason I kind of like Dak better so I agree with you on that one. Yeah, I just also think one thing uh, that I didn't mention was I don't like his pocket awareness, especially last year. Like when he was in the pocket and they were coming, it's like that's when he threw, he overthrew or underthrew. It's like he got scared, like happy feet. And you shouldn't be getting that or having that in your third, fourth year in the league. You know what I mean? Like that's like rookies. I get that because, you know, it's it's still kind of new. So they're getting, you know, kind of used to the game. But you're kind of in your third or fourth year. You shouldn't be having bad pocket awareness. So. Yeah, I, I didn't like his pocket awareness either. Um, Dak doesn't have that because obviously we know Dak has great pocket awareness. Cause, you know, he if he doesn't see it, then he'll take off and run and make a play with his legs. Um, golf doesn't really do that. Um, and I know this, that's not really the offense McVay runs, but yeah, I, I, like I said. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. But that was uh, Dis or Dak. I'm, I'm, curi- I'm curious to see what people think about that name. And I think people, I think it's going to get, it's going to take people by storm. You know, I think people are going to love this this or Dak name. But <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Hopefully they can get a deal done soon, man. I know you're tired of hearing yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this has gone on and dragged on, you know, from since the Super Bowl has ended. Um, you know, I, look, I mean, the, the, no matter what side you're on, it, the deal needs to be done. They need each other because I don't know what the Cowboys' backup plan would be and who they can get at this point. And then Dak, I yeah. mean, you know, mm-hmm. Dak's at the point, like, I mean, the teams are pretty much, all these teams are pretty much setting their quarterback or, you know, they're kind of zeroing in on who they want, especially as far as the draft coming up. So it's like, yeah, just get the deal done. You know what I mean? Like what, no matter what side you're on, yeah, just get the deal done. It, it, it's good for both sides. You know what I mean? Dak has proven that he, he, he's yeah. gotten you to two playoff. Uh, he's gotten you, you know, two, and forced he's gotten you to two, two uh, the playoffs twice. He's won a playoff game. He's won you division twice. I mean, I think he's proven that he can, you know, be a starting quarterback there. So, you know. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, cool, man. Hey, before we go, we won't take too long with this, but I thought this was interesting. So, you know, obviously with it being quarantine, quarantine you know, you're just you're trying to get, yeah, trying to get a lot of things around the house done. And I don't have a big place by any means, but there's always some organizing you can do, clean out your closet and things like that. So, 
I was cleaning up my closet and I started to see some old clothes, like, man, like an Echo shirt. I'm like, wow, I haven't worn this in years. So you start to try to gather things that you're going to take to the Goodwill when you can. So it had me thinking about urban wear when we were growing up, because I know we were really into that type of stuff, like middle school, high school, and even a bit into college. So I just wanted to get your thoughts on what some of your favorite uh, urban wear uh, brands were growing up. I'm, I'm, I'm very intrigued to hear this because I feel like we're going to be very... So, um... My I had like three. So my three probably growing up uh was probably Rockaware, Sean John, LRG. Um it's funny. Yeah, oh, those are all funny. dope. I actually still have I still kind of rock Rockaware. I have a, a dope Rockaware brown leather jacket that I actually still wear on a regular. Um so mm-hmm. um yeah, I've always I've always I've always liked um you know, I've always liked uh that, you know, I've always liked Rockaware. So um you know, Rock was probably my favorite out of the three, but those are probably my three favorite that I rock the most, you know, from, I would say, high school to college. Because in middle school, obviously, you know, we were rocking, like, Polo, Tommy Hilfiger. Wait, what, what were the other ones? I'm sorry, you said oh, Rock Sean, John, What LRT. were the other ones you said? Yeah. Oh, that's right. I, that's I right. felt yeah, like in middle right. school, okay. most people rocked, like, Tommy Hilfiger, Nautica, you know, Polo, Ralph Lauren, um, which are, you know... Kind of, I would need. I don't even know if they're still in anymore. I mean, I, I see they still have stores, but I don't. I don't think they're. In, I, yeah, yeah, still does. Popular. Yep. Um, so, because LRG that was more popping when we were in college, right? Like two thousand. Yeah, yeah. LRG was probably like I would say like the early time where we like like our first two years in college. But I, I I didn't really start rocking LRG. Yeah. So I was in college. I didn't rock it in high school. I don't even was it. Yeah, no, I don't school? think it was. I don't remember no, that brand school, at all. Yeah. Sean John and Rockwell okay. were because Sean John and Rockwell came out. Matter of fact, like my sophomore year, going into high school, so that was the first time I, I was introduced to mm. it. And then I started. Yeah, that's when I started rocking it. And then I, like I said, I rocked it, rocked those two for a pretty good while. You know, probably up until like I said, I still kind of rock Rockwell. I haven't rocked Sean John in a long. It's been years since I've rocked Sean John. Um, Oh yeah, oh, Sean John was dope, I think though. LRG kind of went out. I don't even know if they make it anymore. I know Sean John, you can still buy like at Macy's and all that, but yeah, um, uh, Rockaware and Rockaware too. You can still buy Rockaware as well. But yeah, LRG, I think they went out of business. Yeah, man, you know what? What, uh, what some of my favorites were? I loved Echo only because I feel like Echo wasn't as pricey as some of the other ones, and they made really like mm-hmm. cool, creative stuff. And I think Echo was very inspired by like like graffiti you notice a lot of their gear had like graffiti type mm-hmm. um designs on it i always thought that was pretty cool so i liked echo unlimited i also liked uh, mecca a lot I-, I didn't have a lot of it but i always felt like they always made like really okay. good t-shirts okay. yeah, yeah did you, yeah, you, did a, you like mecca shirt for, uh, for mecca and i also had a hat yeah mm-hmm. mecca mecca i didn't have a lot but i did like mecca um I, and it's funny i rocked the mecca mostly yeah. like middle school into like my first year of high school you know, I didn't rock it. I didn't really rock oh, it. Oh, like, okay, got it. So I didn't rock Mecca like, like after ninth grade, I probably didn't rock Mecca like that. Um, yeah, it was just kind of similar, like you okay. know, like, I, like so. I I I went to high school in the, in the DMV, which is the DC, Maryland, Virginia area, um, and uh, they used to hate Fubu because I used to rock Fubu, but I didn't really only rock Fubu like my junior high and like my my first year of high uh, high school. But um, you know, it's funny how I. I've always told the story to a lot of people. Like when I first moved down there, um, you know, I would rock Rockaware, Sean John, all, all the kind of staple urban wear. They weren't really rocking that. They had like their own little style. They used to rock like Shooters, Makunu. Um, they had this other brand that I can't I can't remember, but they had their own little you know style down there, which I respected. 
But it's funny when I reached the Rock, the Rock aware and Sean John and all that, they would clown me. They were like, "What's that?" Like, you know, they they would call me a, a, a they, they call people down there a Bama. They would call me a Bama. Oh damn, Rock, dog! Like, wow. Okay, like, yeah, like first of all, y'all have never heard of it, and just because it's, you know, just because you guys have never heard of it, it's new and it's something different. You know, to clown is kind of kind of lame. But anyway, so it's funny how when I went off to college and I would come back to visit my mom. You know, on breaks or whatever, I saw those same cats that used to clown me rocking Rockaway and Sean John. I'm like, wait a minute, y'all used to clown me. <laughs> even some of the girls, even like girls, I would see rock. I'm like, wait a minute, y'all used to clown me for rocking Rockaway and all that. And now y'all rocking it? Like, I'm like, uh, okay. So it kind of showed me that mm. you know when anything's kind of different, you know, especially with teenagers or kids, they kind of rebel and you'll know, try to clown you. You know what I mean? But. It's yeah. funny as it gets more popular, then they want to rock it. You know what I mean? Um, I so yeah, that's one thing I always remembered. I remembered about that because um, yeah, they used to hate Fubu down there. Like they oh, I, that's one thing I'll give them. They never rocked Fubu, um, even when it was like at its you know popular peak at best. Um, but uh, yeah, I always just thought that was very interesting. But yeah, when we got to college, I felt like every everybody rocked the same kind of stuff, similar gear. You know, you know, or they had their own little style, but. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say another brand that I really liked, and I, I'm assuming it was pretty big in the East Coast. You would you would have a better idea, but y'all loved Fat Farm. Oh yeah, that was one of my favorite. I didn't really brand. rock a lot of Fat Farm because it was kind of pricey too. Um, so I didn't rock a lot of Fat Farm. Um, but yeah, it was huge in the East Coast. Yeah, because that's you know that was Russell Simmons' yeah. line from Def. So mm-hmm. uh, oh yeah, it was huge in the East Coast. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, I, I speaking of like East Coast, West Coast, I know a lot of clothing brands are very regional. Like, for example, I never really rocked this, but people used to love like Carl Kanai in the West Coast. That was like a big West Coast brand. Yeah, it was big in the East Coast too. I didn't really rock Carl Kanai. Um because I also mm-hmm. thought he had like a limited run. Like I think he was big like mid nineties to like maybe like late nineties. Cause I didn't really I didn't see a lot of people rocking it in the two thousands, you know what I mean? Especially early two thousands. Carl Kanai was more in the nineties, like when I was like in middle school or junior high kind of thing, um, they were rocking Carl Kanai, but I didn't really rock Carl Kanai like that. Um, you know, yeah, I wasn't really big on it. It was a couple brands I really wasn't big on, like Carl Kanai, Academics. I didn't really rock those. Like people rock. Yeah, I never really rocked. Yeah. I didn't think they had wax stuff. I really rocked. Them. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of people rocked Academics. I didn't really rock Academics. I was never a fan of Pele Pele or South Pole. Yo, you tripping? Yo, Pele Pele okay. had gear, homie. No. Wow. You probably rock. You probably rock Dada. Did you like Dada no. Supreme? Chris Robert had a pair of sneakers from them. He used to rock them. Yeah, and I wasn't. And I wasn't big on. Walk. Wait, who? Wait, who used to have the sneakers? Uh, Chris Weber. He used to. He used oh, to, he did wear yeah, Dada. That's Dada. Right. Yeah, he wore Dada. So. Um, yeah, Dada Supreme. I <laughs> yeah. really so I wasn't really big on that, and I also wasn't big on Boss. Like, so people didn't realize that Hugo Boss and the Boss wasn't the same. They thought it was the same, but it really wasn't. They were separate. Like, cause I and I don't know how people didn't realize it, cause the boss that people used to rock all the time, it was like cheaper. It was like cheap. It was like it cost the same amount. Like you get like a Pele Pele or South Pole. And I'm like, well, why did they go from that extreme to the expensive to that cheap? You know what I mean? Normally, it doesn't work that way. So yeah, that, it wasn't the same thing. So um, yeah, I was never big on those brands. You know what I mean? And it, and it was I'm not gonna lie brand. to you. I always, I'm not gonna lie to you. Just real quick, I always thought those bosses were actually the same. I did. I yeah, and a lot of people did, and, that, and that's fine. You know what I mean? But yeah, no, I wasn't a fan. Um, the one thing I was a fan of, uh, that it, and I, it wasn't. I didn't rock a lot of gear from them, but their jackets was Abrex. 
Oh, Averex is fire. Yeah, yeah Averex is dope. They were very expensive, and I remember my, my mom getting me one for my, I think it was my birthday. Oh, man, I think I, I rocked that thing until I couldn't rock it anymore. Um, yeah, Averex. Yeah. It was a kind of it was kind of pricey. Yeah, but I said, yeah, they, I mean they, they they started like at five hundred, I think. So it was most like five to, like, you know, you could pay up to over a thousand dollars for them. Um, but uh, yeah, I remember my mom bought me one for for my birthday, and I thought it was like the greatest thing ever. Like, you know, I, I had an all black, and it had like these like shiny Averex letters on the on on the back, like you know they mm-hmm. stood out. Um, yeah, man, it was dope. Yeah, I was a I was a big Averex guy. Well, Jack is why. Jack is why. Yeah, another clothing brand I really liked was Wu Wear because Wu Wear was actually—I mean, Wu Tang fans were everywhere, but Wu Wear actually really blew up in the West Coast, especially like in the early, like the late '90s, early 2000s. But uh, Wu Wear was was dope. I liked their stuff a lot. My brother, my oldest brother, older brother Kwame used to used to rock them all the time. Right. Yeah. You know, I had a I had a Wu Wear sweater, like a sweatshirt, but I didn't have a lot of gear. But yeah, no, it was big on the East Coast as well. I, like you said, Wu Wu Tang has fans all over the world, not just in the states. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, uh, you know, I, it was big deal. Like I said, I only had like a sweatshirt from there. I wasn't really big on the rappers getting like their own clothing line with the exception of like them, you know, obviously, you know, Jay-Z with Rockaware and, and, and Diddy with Sean John. But yeah, I wasn't really big on like the rappers having their own lines. Like I remember Snoop had a line. You weren't rocking the Snoop gear? The Snoop wear? Whatever it was No, called. but your boy was. Paul was. I remember Paul was. <laughs> yeah. He had like the whole suit. Like he had the... the yeah. The... Yeah. And then the Outcast had a line. <laughs> And First of all, Elkass was, they're wearing those mad weird. They used to sell like yeah, well, furry shorts. Like, dude, who's mine? It's because remember, Nelly had Apple Bottom, but it wasn't for men. It was only for women. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, okay. and a lot of girls, now I'll give Nelly that. I mean, girls used to rock the Apple Bottom jeans, especially when we were in, in college. I remember a lot of girls had the Apple Bottom jeans. Um, but yeah, it was funny because he came, it was more, his, his one was catered to women. It wasn't really catered to men. I don't think he had any line for men. Um, oh, that, that, rem- so. that reminds me of uh, Baby Fat. I know Fat Farm had that women's. Oh, yeah, that was huge, scene. too. Yeah. Girl. yeah, Baby Fat. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, so, um, yeah, man, it's funny because I think that's the end of the era. I mean, you don't really have the urban wear thing anymore. I think the the style is totally different from when we kind of came up. Because, yeah, I think now with kids and teenagers, especially, it's more about your kicks now, like your, your sneakers than yeah, your outfits. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Because I think now it's like, you know, as long as you got J's, Yeezys, Bronze, you know, whatever the popular sneaker is, or, you know, Air Force Ones, Foams, you know, whatever you're into, and they're fresh, and they, they look good, that's what it is. It's not really like, oh, what you wearing, like, you know, your outfit, like, where'd you get your jeans from? Your God, from. You, you can you can rock dope jeans from, like, Target. Nobody really cares exactly. about that anymore. Yeah, they only care about your kicks. So I think now it's all about, the, you know, your outfit matching with your kicks, because, yeah, I think it's just totally different now. Um you know, and I, I just think it's like, again, I, I think that was just a point of time that will never be repeated with the whole urban wear because I, I just don't see it ever really coming back like that. You know, I think it will always yeah. kind of, the, the trim always kind of gear, be geared toward what it is now. Like, you know, always about your kicks and then, you know, your outfit's kind of secondary. You know what I mean? As long as you're kind of matching and, and all that, you know, it's really all about your kick game. And speaking of kicks, just before we go, this reminds me, I used to rock my lugs back in the day. I used to rock, I used to rock oh my, my lugs with my Van Axel jersey. They didn't go together at all, but <laughs> I was also like in the eighth grade. So yeah, dog, I used to love me some lugs. <laughs> it's funny because like back where in the East Coast, if you had lugs instead of Tim's, you were getting clowns. Damn, man. That's why the East Coast yeah. was kind of whack. It was all about the West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get like you got lugs over Tim's. They were like, "Yeah, dog, you need to go back home." That doesn't really make sense because lugs didn't that start in New York? That's like a New York thing. 
It did. But the thing is, you have to understand, Tim's, well, first of all, Tim's is still popular. Tim's has been so long-standing. I mean, people were never going to give up on them. I mean, dude, you had dudes rocking Tim's here in the East Coast playing ball in them. You know, they, they that's all they wear. No, but the, the, I know cats, the crazy thing about that, they'd be hooping. They'd be, like, crossing cats over when I came off yeah, of the East Coast. Tim's, yeah, I, I had a friend. I, 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 you know, I don't really talk to him anymore. I haven't talked to him in years. But I had a Tim. I had a, no, a Tim. I had a friend that all he had was Tim's. Like, he didn't even have any sneakers, any dress shoes. He just rocked Tim. He had, like, all different colored type of Tim's. He had, like, multiple butters. Like, you know how, like, my closet filled with Jordans? He would have just Tim's all over the place. That's all he rocked. Dang. With every outfit. With shorts, with jeans, with any sweatpants. Yeah, he was all about Tim's, dog. And it was, like, crazy. Like, you know, I like Tim's. Don't get me wrong. Like, I, But it's funny, because now, as I've gotten older, I really only rock Tim's when it's, like, bad. <laughs> I was actually going to say the same thing. I, I rock Tim's. Snow. Yeah, I was going to say, I rock Tim's for convenience. That's how I rock Tim's. Exactly. Tim. I'm kind of like, I can't believe I've become like my dad, but yeah, I kind of rock it for like, yeah, just for like snow, rain. Because my dad likes Tim too, which is crazy. Like, he's always been a Tim fan, but he's kind of, he only wears them right, like you said, for convenience, not for style. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I've kind of gotten out of the, yeah, wearing Tim's for style thing. Yeah. I mean, cats still rock it here in the East Coast. I see every now and then, but it's definitely more kicks now. You know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool, man. Well, it was good going back mem- down memory lane, reminiscent about some yeah, of the, man. the gear we used yeah. to rock back in the day. But that'll do it for another episode of A Brother's Got Next. And, you know, just just a note to everybody, just take care, man. Stay self-quarantined. You know, keep that social distance going. It'll be, it's going to be a short period until we're, we're out of this mess. I really am confident about that. But we're just hoping everybody's taking care of, man. Everybody's kind of enjoying this time off, at least the people that do have the time off and the people that are working. You know, shout out to all the nurses and people in the medical field and all that. So, yeah, man, it's one of the little message I wanted to give out. Yeah, I go that those same sentiments Quab uh, made. Um, yeah, like you said, man, just, you know, be smart, follow the directions. Don't don't go out there unless you know necessary. You know what I mean. Stay at home, like he like he said, self quarantine. You know, do your part because even if you don't get infected, or let's say you get infected and it's not as bad, you know, you're putting all these elderly and older people at risk. Like you know, think about your parents and your grandparents. You know what I'm saying? Try to think of it that way. Um, you know, you you hear about all these stories, these heartbreaking stories of yeah. old elderly passing away, and you know it, it could have been prevented. You know what I'm saying? So just be smart out there. Um, and like like Quab said, I, I'm very you know just stay positive. I think everything will be over pretty soon. I, you know what I mean. I just try to stay positive, and I know people are tired of staying in the house and you know all that. And you know you want to get out, but you know just this is you know this is just a short period of time. Like Quab said, you know everything will get better. We all in this together. We'll get through it, and um, you know just stay. Yeah, like I said, remain positive. No doubt, man. Well said. But we'll do it again next time, man. That'll do it for another episode. So until then, man, peace out. Peace.